You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Sports Day SA. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer. Keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. The big footy final sale on now. Well, when we talk Brisbane or anything going up uh, top end there of Australia, we go to Michael Wadding, don't we? Yeah, he's an expert. From afl.com.au. Yeah, he's not just Brisbane too or the Gold Coast. He, no, he's got his finger on the pulse. Michael, how are you? Good, thanks, guys. How are you? Great to speak with you. Um, Brisbane buzzing. I mean, this is we, – we spoke to you, I think, about six weeks ago and uh, – we thought this was Brisbane's best chance. So far, so good. Their first final was really good, and they've got another chance at home uh, to take on Carlton. So, uh, no excuses. They're pretty well, you know, all men fit. So, how do you see it? Yeah, no excuses. They've done everything they can to this stage. I almost feel like they've flown under the radar. They've won that first final quite comfortably. Other teams have been uh, running the gauntlet, Carlton and GWS, obviously, and the Lions are just sitting sitting pretty. They haven't had to leave the state for a little while. Obviously going uh, played at the Gabba in the final round, played at the Gabba in the qualifying final and, and again at the Gabba on Saturday night. So aside from Will, Will Ashcroft who obviously did his knee six or eight weeks ago they're, they're pretty much at full strength, although there is an injury cloud over Jack Payne. But yeah, they've there's no excuses this time. Everything's set up for them to play in that first elusive grand final for, for 19 years. Yeah, and the good thing, most of them, Michael, are playing well, I suppose, to get to where they are, you have to, but they, they demolished Port Adelaide, had a brilliant uh, patch in the in the third quarter. Uh, Darcy Garden, he got a bit of backup if he if uh, Big Jack Payne drops out. So, you know, they're in a healthy state. Danaher's playing well. You've got Hipwood. Uh, I think they've got the luxury of five or six different forwards. I love Cam Rayner. So um, all around the ground, things are, are working at the moment. So they they can't afford to let this one slip. Nah, they can't. They've had, they've got great continuity. You talk about the forward line. Any one of those guys can take over a game, and they've shown that recently. Dano Hipwood didn't have his kicking boots on in the qualifying final, but still had a big impact. Rayner, Zach Bailey did really well against Carlton when they played earlier in the year. Haven't even mentioned Charlie Cameron yet. We know what he can do. So they've got uh, plenty of options there. And the midfield's um, humming now, I would say, after the Ashcroft setback. Uh, Lockie Neal, Josh Dunkley, and Hugh McCluggage is the guy that's really made a leap in the last six or eight weeks. Yeah. So everything's set up. It's just that that defensive question mark over Payne. And you're right to mention Darcy Gardner there. He's the man on standby should Payne not get through main training tomorrow and, and put his hand up for selection. To you're right, Michael McCluggage, hasn't he? He's just grown. I mean, mm. we always knew he was a good player, mm. but trying to find the spot for him, and with young Ashcroft going out sadly... He's opened the door for him, and hasn't he stormed Loves through the, the goal door? Too, now. Oh, now. Yeah. Hey, listen, I tell you <laughs> what, David, I've, I've got to mention this, right? We are talking to media royalty tonight. Michael Whiting at the Australian Football Media Association of Awards last night was named the best feature reporting of a print and online. So the royalty and a clap. 
from Sports Day SA, Michael. Well done, son. Yeah, that's real clapping, not cam <laughs> clapping. That's real Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> got, a, got a commendation, so happy with that. Anytime you can get a little yeah. nod from um, from your peers, as the players would know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a player, obviously, but anytime you... Yeah. Your peers can give you a nod to acknowledge your work. I'm very happy with that. No, I've told David many times, and that you know, the hours sitting in the grandstand watching the Gold Coast Suns, and you obviously at Brisbane. I mean, you do your work, and I, and that's one of the great things. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna be involved in this game, if you do your homework, you do and you make your assessments, and then people start believing what you're talking about, and that's that's terrific. So that, it's a really great award. Well done again. Yeah, thanks, mate. It does take a while to build. Oh, I would say almost like play. It takes a little while to build trust among your yeah. teammates, and it takes a little while to build trust between journalists and, and players and clubs. So, yeah, it's been a long process. Loved every minute of it. And as I said just before I jumped on air, there's so many years in Queensland where neither team played in September. So many years I was envious looking at um, other journos and other states watching finals footy and We've been lucky enough that Brisbane's had some uh, relative success in the last five years, and this this being their best chance. I mean, they've got um, as good a chance as any of playing in a grand final, which would be huge for the club and huge for the code in this part of the world. We've been dissecting Port Adelaide, Michael, and make an assessment too on them. You saw them at, at close end. They got demolished by the Lions. Uh, but there's a lot of holes in that team. Maybe they were held up by the, the brilliant years of Butters and Rosie, Houston, to yeah. a lesser extent, Horn Francis, but... We, we feel there's a lot of players in that side that aren't elite kicks. And they played the Giants on the weekend. I was struggling to find a player in the Giants side that couldn't kick. They could all kick. But Portico, even some of their better players, you know, Wines and, and Boak, mm. uh, Burn Jones, they're not great kicks. Powell Pepper's another one. So what do you make of Port Adelaide? Yeah, I hadn't thought of it in that terms. But when you put it like that, it's a fair point. Um I mean, obviously what let them down against Brisbane was just slowing the lines down from stoppage. Like Those midfielders did their job in terms of winning probably enough clearances. It was about a 50-50, and that's normally a strength of Brisbane. They normally get on top of teams around the stoppage. But the way Brisbane were able to move the ball out of stoppages, I, I just felt like Butters... My initial inclination was that Butters, Rosie, Horn Francis, and those guys were tired, which felt silly after they'd had a week off. I don't know whether that's whether I was seeing things wrong, but they weren't quick to react defensively. I'm not trying to lay the blame on those guys who've mm. obviously had magnificent seasons, but the kicking's a good point. Teams are great at... The good teams are great at transitioning the ball quickly from turnovers, and that normally means uh, quick decisions and great skill execution. It's something Brisbane's added to their arsenal this year, I would say, particularly at half-back. Wilmot is a very good kick. Gideon Coleman, who's now settled in the team, is a, an elite yeah. kick. Yeah. Um, Connor McKenna's a little bit iffy, but he's very creative. So those guys make quick decisions and they and they can execute them well. Yeah, Michael, I'm, one of the problems with the, the young fellas at Port Adelaide is they're still young. I mean, and that's, mm. that's the... And what actually happened was they didn't get a lot of help from their older players. Yep. Whereas now Brisbane's actually been through that system, haven't you? You've now got the older players. They've got a lot of miles under their belt playing and I reckon they'll make the grand final be perfectly honest so but I reckon those young Port Adelaide players I, I agree with you they're two years away from being where where Brisbane are now yeah it's a process bloody yeah. and you're right because this this list for Brisbane has been pretty much in place for quite a few years yes. we talked about McCluggies before he's in year seven mm. Jared Berry's in year seven Cam Rayner's in year six mm. 
So is Bailey and Stasevich. Like these guys are still quite young, but they're, they're quite experienced. They've had eight and ten finals each, and um, not everyone's progression is the same. And these guys have gone through a lot of disappointment, and and they, and they might go through that again on Saturday night. We don't know yet, but they certainly feel there feels a a more calm feeling around the lines this year. I would say. I mean, they're not they haven't been on hot plates the last few years, but you just sense that these guys do have experience now. And it doesn't just come in year three and four and five. It, it takes some time and you can sense that with Brisbane for sure that they've got that experience now. Now, one of the great features of our game growing up with it and being in as long as I am, the great, one of the great aspects of the game was seeing one-on-ones, you know, the great full-backs on the great mm. full-forwards and all those players and you know, watching, say, Cripps versus Dunkley for the whole day, like mm. happened last time when, when Dunkley did a really good job on him when they mm. played Carlton. I mean, are we going to see that again? I'd love to see it. and just, I'd love the coaches to turn back the clock and let's, so that us as supporters can actually see our boy or their opposition player go one-on-one, head-to-head, and it's part of the excitement of the game that we're losing. It is. I'm with you. We all love that. Um, teams shy away from it a little bit. I think in terms of Dunkley and Cripps, we, we certainly will see that at stoppages. Josh Dunkley loves to put himself on the opposition's best midfielder at stoppages. Now, once the ball is cleared and they go to another contest, maybe they drift apart a little bit, but we'll certainly see them at the coalface. Even the defenders, you talk about full backs and full forwards, and they're the contests we love. I'm already thinking about what happens if Jack Payne doesn't play? Who does go to Charlie Kernow? Yeah. yeah. Chris Fagan, do you, and I know they like to play team defence and zones and they, they talk about playing as a unit, but at those centre bounces and at stoppages, you have to line up on a man just the way it is. So I'm fascinated to see uh, who Brisbane, uh, which Brisbane defenders line up on those key Carlton forwards. And at the other end of the ground, I'm looking forward to seeing which small Carlton defenders line up on the likes of Charlie Cameron and Zach yep. Bailey, who, who cut them up earlier in the year. Yeah, Michael Whiting, I guess. Michael, the, the one player that I, I love watching him play is Harris Andrews, but in that final, Ollie Law did a very good defensive job on him and mm. also kicked four goals from about five kicks. And he just um, he didn't seem to like someone just actually standing him. He loves to be the third man up and he takes all those marks and the big fist. But I thought, you know, a couple of the, the stars of, Perhaps Brisbane weren't dominant, and yet they still had a great win, which is a good sign of itself. Probably the best sign for them, because generally, I mean, traditionally over the years, they have needed a good performance out of a Lockie Neal or a Harris Andrews or even Charlie Cameron. He had his 60 or 90 seconds of uh, excitement with the back-to-back goals, but he, he had a pretty quiet game aside from that. But it's interesting with Harris Andrews. He's had an amazing year, and you're right, Ollie Lord did such a good job. And about six weeks earlier, it was Ben King that did the same thing for Gold Coast. Now, King had been struggling, and the instructions to him were just play back shoulder. You play like the defender. You make sure he doesn't intercept Mark. And not only did he keep Andrews out of it, he kicked five goals himself. Yeah. So uh, Harris likes to get the game on his own terms, and he likes to drift off his opponent sometimes because he likes to play that intercepting role and help start Brisbane's attack. So interested to see whether Carlton do the same. Hard to think that though. They've got Mackay, Kernow and DeConing who all like to go for their marks. I'm not sure how defensive those guys like to be. So 
that'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, that's going to be in your neck of the woods. It will be interesting. Now, you're a student of the game, so there's another final along, which is a pretty mm. important one. Collingwood playing the GWS. Where do you sit on that one? Do you still think that Collingwood should start favourite in that? I do, but only very narrowly. I'm probably like everyone else. Maybe I'm getting swept up with GWS, but it's hard to not be impressed. They've they're so exciting to watch. They're not just exciting, but they do the basics so well. They, they've got stars over every line. And the ability to take it from inside the contest and get it out into space is thrilling to watch, to be honest. And mm. um, But also, I don't want to get too far away from Collingwood. Um, they've been the best team all year for a reason. I know, that, I know they had a little lull late in the season, but I think that was totally understandable when you're a couple of games in front with a month to go, I think it's sort of human nature to mentally switch off a, a fraction, just a couple of percent. And they were revved up for that qualifying final against Melbourne. I'm sure they will be against the Giants. I think it'll be pretty tight, but Collingwood deserve to be favourites and I think they might just sneak home. Yeah, they've got similar strengths, I think. They both play such mm. attacking mm. football. You, look at the Collingwood forward line. It sort of makeshift, though, isn't it? You get a McCreary mm. down there. Uh, Meyer check. They might put one of the big men down, little Bobby Hill. It's a, it's not out and out stars, but they seem to get the job done. And, and their disposal is good. We we admired the, the Giants' disposal against Port Adelaide, but you know you got guys coming out the middle like Pendlebury and and Dugowie, Dacos, Crisp. These sort of guys, they they hit a target as well. They use the ball so well. They can. They do move it quick, and it gives that. You're right about the forward line. It's not a a who's who of the competition. Dan McStay, who I watched closely at Brisbane for so many years, he's there. Jamie Elliott's almost the the star, the pseudo number one target. Yeah, and he's he's like a little hybrid, just over six foot, and takes a great mark above his head. But I think it's the speed that they move the ball that gives those forwards enough space to work in. And then you've got um, Hill and Elliott and McCreary and these guys that can do so well at, at ground level. But yeah, if you if they can force you into turnovers, which they love to do. They moved the ball so quickly and really looking forward to seeing what Nick Dacos can do. Yeah. Like so, the rest of the comp, he dominated for so long and he's had quite a big break. And, yeah, interesting to see how he comes out after six weeks away from the game. So we're thinking it may be a Brisbane Lions-Collingwood grand final. I think so. I think those two teams have earned um, our respect, I suppose, and, and earned the right to be favourites this weekend. So... Um, yeah, that's the way I'd be leaning at the moment. Uh, wouldn't be shocked, obviously, if it went the other way. Those are the other two teams, the Giants and the Blues, are on amazing, amazing runs of form in the back half of the season. Good and on. deserve to have every every chance, yeah. But no, Brisbane and Collingwood for me. Great stuff, Michael. Well done on your award, and uh, thanks for the chat once again. Thanks, guys. Any time at all. Michael Whitening there from afl.com.au. As Bloody said, one one of the, the media awards, yes. was it? Yeah, yep. well done.